Is it possible to fuse extreme metal, symphonic metal, rap metal, and new metal all into one band that sounds excellent? We'll find out on this episode of Chris Aiken Presents. It is Chris Aiken Presents, and I, of course, am Chris Aiken, and today I am very thrilled to be presenting a new band comprised of members of two of my favorite bands, so this makes it super, super easy. The band is called Sixth Sense. The, um, they have a new EP coming out on April the 22nd called Kings Today, and joining me from The Agonist is uh, Vicky Siracus, and uh, from Stuck Mojo is Robbie J. Fonts. Guys, how are you? Great. Thanks for having us. We appreciate you. Well, guys, I, I'm going to, I have to say, I listened to Sixth Sense, the EP, probably a hundred times already. Wow. No way. I, I just <laughs> kept playing it and kept playing it. And I'll be honest, I couldn't put my finger on what it was about it that separated it. And literally 10 minutes ago, before we started this interview, I think I figured it out. Oh. What I, what I think it is with you guys' band with this project is this is the first release that I think I have ever come across that fuses all of the genres together. You know, there, there's all kinds of them that are like, well, it's new metal with a little bit of screamo or there's rap metal with a little bit of this or that, but there's nothing that fuses new metal, extreme metal, symphonic metal, and rap metal all together. And that is what you guys seemingly have accomplished. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Great words. Thank you. Yeah. Well, sure. Well, well, talk about this for a minute, guys. Uh, talk about Sixth Sense, how it got together, and um, you know, when you started writing and all the all the core ingredients, I guess. Sure. All right. All right. So uh to try and run through it quickly, uh recap. It's it's been a few years now that we've been doing this actually. Um I actually uh, got approached to um, audition for this band called Keychain at the time, back okay. in 2017. That's our guitarist, Bran, and our drummer, Cody, who are in Sixth Sense. They were in this band, Keychain, and they were looking for a new singer. So I got hit up by my ex-guitarist, Anasta La Muerte, Dave. He's like, hey, you know what, man, Robbie, you should go hit these guys up. I think you'd be per a perfect fit with them. So I contacted Bran, and he sent me three instrumentals. I started working on them and I was doing rapping and screaming uh, vocals on them. But Bran approached me with the idea. He's like, hey, I really want to include singing in this band. Would you be down to work with another vocalist? And I'm like, sure, it all depends on who it is. Uh, let me think about that. And I was like, you know what? I think I got the perfect vocalist right here. And my <laughs> wife, Vicky, let's just let's just ask her to do it. So I was like, Okay, let's let's see how that goes. And the first song we wrote together with Vicky in mind was actually Make Believe, which was the first single we ended up releasing, a music video. And yeah, that's how it started. So you want to take it from there, Vicky? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot about this band was just like circumstantial. Like sure. there was no thought going into it, really. There was no... There wasn't me and him sitting down being like, hey, we should create a band that does this and sounds like this. And, you know, it was just we like he explained the origin and then I came into it. And then um, 
later on we found Sam, our bassist, like a year and a half later. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to get into all of that because that's a long sure, story. Sure. But but the point is that every individual that came into this band just brought something to the table um, from like their influences, from uh, what they want to do, how they play, and it just blended really well. But we didn't, it's not premeditated. We didn't sit down and say, hey, we want to do sure. this. We have and, this plan to do this. It was yeah. it came real natural. So and it's almost amazing to myself as well because like these are the first songs we ever wrote. So if this is like the chemistry and the way we function and we're creating this right now, I'm really curious and excited to see what we're gonna do in the future after we've known each other a bit more and longer. And you know, yeah, I don't know. It's exciting. Sure. <laughs> Well, it, it's definitely an, an exciting, energetic release. Um, the obvious question is, you both, as we mentioned in the open, you both come from bands that people know, yeah. you know, and that that's great because it puts it lets people listen to it the first time, but it's also the double-edged sword because people are instantly going to say, well, it doesn't sound like blah, 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 yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and, and that. And this doesn't sound like either of your bands, yeah. not directly, not really at all. Yeah. For you guys, do you do you find that it's easy? It has been easy, or it's very difficult to have this judged on its own merits versus, you know, um, against what you've done. I think it's it's come as a surprise to a lot of people, especially I think from my crowd, because you know. Uh, Stuck Mojo, you could say they already have rapping and stuff like that. And Robbie's rapping over there and screaming. So it's not as jarring, you know, of a difference. Whereas like this compared to the Agonist is like night and day. And I think a lot of people were surprised by that. Um, I also cannot tell you the amount of people that ask, is Vicky still in the Agonist? Sure. As as if it's like I'm not allowed to do multiple projects. (laughs) Um, But I think... Most people were pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. Most people were like, I wasn't expecting this from Vicky, but I love it. Um, and then, you know, there's some people that new metal just doesn't do it for them. They're they're in the extreme side of death metal and that's what they sure. want. And that's fine. And uh, they've respected my decision, though, to do that. They've been like, you know, I understand Vicky is a vocalist that has a lot of different sides to her and a lot, she enjoys different genres of music. So that's fine, you know, go go do your thing. Just don't leave me hanging for the stuff that I do love you for. And as long as there's that mutual respect, I think, with fans and artists to be like, I love you for what you do, and mm-hmm. I know that doing this will make you happy, then I'm okay as a fan, you know. So sure. for the most part, I think it's been really smooth. Yeah, I, yeah. Aside from those few people that are like... Right. You know, are you still in the agonist? It's yes. <laughs> well, and I think Vicky, you probably you probably get that because in a lot of ways you are considered the person that saved the agonist. And you know, and I and I say that not with no disrespect to Alyssa yeah. going to Arch Enemy or anything, but a lot of people thought the band was done. You know, they right. they I did. I won't lie about it. I definitely yeah. thought the band was done. And then you came in and brought kind of the energy that that there was there before but a new energy to it which yeah. literally saved the band Thank and as, as people that are fans of the band you I, I think you can even understand why they'd be like no you can't leave <laughs> you know yeah I think it's fine you know like I don't get upset it gives me a platform and an opportunity to discuss 
how this is possible, how it's sure. possible for a person that is a full-time musician to do multiple projects. And as long as there's an open line of communication, a lot of tours and uh, studio recording dates and stuff like that, they're booked months in advance, sometimes even a year in advance. And uh, I think it's really easy to navigate with both bands knowing that because I can just tell Six Sense, hey, I'm not available in November. I'm on tour with The Agonist. Can we do this in October or December sure. instead? And as long as there is that open line of communication and respect, um, I'm I'm the only full-time musician in The Agonist as well. So mm -hmm. I just see it as when my other bandmates are busy with their other jobs, I just do my other musical projects mm -hmm. and it's all sure. good. And uh, we're getting ready to go on tour too in a few weeks. So very good. Things are fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, now I, I I'm going to bring this up just because I have to bring it up. As a divorced guy, I certainly know you can spend too much time with your spouse. <laughs> you can do it, and and if you spend too much time for your spouse, that is not always good. <laughs> Doing a band together, living together. Doing all of that, how do you balance not spending too much time to where you just at each other's throats? Oh, it seems like we're, we're even spending more time together. The agonist asked me to join them on the store <laughs> to help out as their merch guy. So I was like, yes, Vicky's yeah. going to be away. I get to do all the work I wanted to take care of at home. Uh -uh. And she's like, no, no, no. We need you on tour with <laughs> hey, 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 hey. He could have said no. <laughs> um. Oh, I love it. I love I love working like a hundred percent, and like we we do everything together. We're like almost like glued together. We're like I, yeah. I mean, I get it though. It's like there's times that because we both work from home, and yeah, there's times right. that I'm here in the basement and he's upstairs working on his laptop, and we might just see each other to have like dinner real quick and then get back to work. Okay. Um, so we are you know around each other all the time. Um, that being said, though, I think being in a band together is a little different because it won't just be me and him alone. We'll be with under other individuals. Sure. And uh, I joke around sometimes. I'm like, great. You guys can deal with Robbie. No, you guys <laughs> take him, take him off my plate. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We, we yeah. kind of act the same way that, that we do at home behind closed doors. We just act the same way in front of like our bandmates and stuff. And it's just, we have like a goofy vibe to our relationship. So it's, it's all cool. fine. It's all fun. <laughs> Very cool. Well, let's dig into the record a little bit. Um, you mentioned Make Believe, which is probably my second favorite song on mm -hmm. it. It's the most catchy of all the songs, which made it a perfect uh, single. So how has it been received? And um, how how do you guys feel about how it was received? Did it get as much attention or more attention than you saw, thought it would get or what? Um, I mean, it's hard to gauge that, right? First release, brand new band. We never know how much attention it's going to get. Um, but I think the response was really positive when we put it out. There was that shock factor, like we said in the beginning, because people knew us from other bands and they weren't quite expecting this. But for the most part, people loved it and uh, they commented like on the chorus and singing along to it and like the music video with having a lot of our friends there uh, participate in it. I think it's just a very, it's a positive song. And I think listening to it, helps people feel better like uh about it and yeah i don't know anything to add no i think you summed it up pretty nicely about the debut yeah 
Excellent. Well, the other song, which I will say is my favorite, <laughs> and it's my favorite because of the interplay between you guys vocally, is Heart of Stone. Uh, I, nice. I, I I love the the vocal interplay, the the mixing and matching of styles and playing off of each other. So talk a little bit about that song and about, you know, more more or less about writing vocals to kind of play off of each other. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's actually my favorite song, too, on the record. I love it. And um, I purposefully uh, wrote the lyrics in that way, uh, keeping Vicky and I in mind. And I wanted to have that with this band. I want to have this conversational tone as if we are, because we are a married couple in real life, you know, outside of the band. Uh, so I wanted to put that in the music. I've never seen another band quite do it the way that we do. And I wanted to incorporate that and our vocal styles complement each other. I have my strengths, which are the rapping and screaming. Vicky, on the other hand, is the female Mike Patton. She can do it all. She's exceptional. Right. She doesn't really quite need me. But I think <laughs> with uh, In Sixth Sense, um, I think my strengths lie in uh, the lyric writing. So like uh, I do a lot of the lyrics in Sixth Sense. And if I ever have a mental block, Vicky will pop in and she'll do her thing. But in order to do the vocal interplay like we do in uh, Heart of Stone, I wrote pretty much the entire thing. That section that you're talking about at the end, the bridge mm -hmm. section, where we're, we're, there's like an eclectic mix of like singing, screaming, uh, rapping going on there. And right. I love it. And like to me, my inspiration was like uh, the original hip hop groups like Run DMC, Beastie Boys, where they had that. And I think that's missing in a lot of... Uh, groups that have multi-vocalists now or like you'll hear in rap songs nowadays in modern rap they'll just be like okay it's just one person gets their verse somebody else gets does the other verse and then somebody's doing the chorus or whatnot but yeah. i want to incorporate more of that vocal style where we are playing off each other and finishing off each other sentences i think it's a lot of yeah. fun yeah and i just wanted to add you know robbie wrote the lyrics to that song but the chorus um i think is very relatable to a lot of musicians because uh, it says, you know, there you go, soften this heart of stone on the road. That is where I'm home. And I think that's kind of like it's us talking to fans and people that have supported us sure. that it's like as a musician hitting the road, going on tour, which we will be doing and having that connection with people that have connected with your music. But but having that in real life is kind of one of the reasons, if not the main reason that we do this, because uh, I believe that people that get into heavier music have these like inner demons that they want to express and mm -hmm. thus the heart of stone, you know, and just being able to connect with other people from around the world kind of softens that a little bit and opens you up and, you know. Yeah, it's a very passionate song. It's, it's essentially a love letter from all of us <laughs> in the band who have been doing this for a long time elsewhere. And it's great to see like our fans and making new fans uh, in enjoying our music and appreciating it. So it's really a love letter to them. This song, it's like, here you go. This, this one's for you. Excellent. Well, how do you keep the balance when you're writing? How do you, you, you know, you both have your independent strengths vocally, yeah. which I'm thinking leads you to write towards your strengths. I mean, that's, that's how we all work. You know, how do you write with a balance in balancing a vocal style that is not necessarily your forte or even for yourself. Right. Um, I think we just like go part by part, you know, what is the riff telling you to do? Is this yeah. riff like telling you to sing over it? 
if it's telling you to sing, then it's an obvious choice. I'm the only one that sings here. Sure. Um, is this telling you to rap? Is it like a rap heavy thing? Then normally Robbie will take it. And then with the screaming, we kind of split it up. But I think we just go by the emotions that the instrumental is giving. Based on those emotions, Robbie will either start writing the lyrics or in some cases I have, um, or we've we've shared that. And we just go with our gut and what it's telling us to do. And sometimes Robbie hits a block where he's worked on, let's say, 50% of the song. And he's like, I know I want to do this here and do that there. And I know he's like, I want you to take the chorus, but I don't know exactly what to do on this bridge. What do you think? Okay. And uh, I just think it's, again, going back to what I said in the beginning, it's all been very natural. So um, are we making the best and the right you know, the absolute best choice in the moment when we're songwriting. I don't know. We don't sit on it too much to dwell over it. We don't like, oh, scratch that verse. Let's write another one. We just write what feels good and okay. um, roll with it. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Excellent. Well, right now, you guys, and you guys are well aware of this, because of the pandemic, every band in the world is releasing a record right now. Every, yeah. no, ma no matter what level of brand new band, 50 year old band, everybody's releasing music, which I I'm assuming makes it incredibly difficult for a, a new band to get traction. Uh, so talk a little bit about that. Do you guys feel like it's harder to get established right now? Or do you feel like it's not that much different because you guys have experience and have name recognition? I mean, where do you think you, you slot with six cents? It's hard. It's hard to tell because, like, we we don't know before we release something. Uh, all I will say is that we did make a decision to not release at the beginning of the pandemic sure. because our original plan, we recorded these songs at the end of 2019, and our original plan was to film some music videos right after that and release in 2020. Okay. And as soon as the pandemic started, we we knew it wasn't going to be a, oh, this is just two weeks, you know, two months, then it's going to go away. This is a problem. This is a problem. We didn't know how long it was going to last. We didn't have music videos. We didn't have a plan. It would have been, you know, shooting ourselves in the foot yeah, to release the songs and, without and, that. And our problem, sorry to interject, is that um, Vicky and I, we live in Chicago together, but the rest okay. of our bandmates are in Canada and we do our okay. business, yeah. our band business in Montreal. Uh, we consider the band to be from Montreal, uh, yeah. Quebec. So only Brand currently lives there. Our drummer lives in Ontario. And then our bassist lives in yeah. Quebec City, which is three hours away from Montreal. And here we are in the States. So yeah. it was a very was difficult impossible. process. Yeah. yeah, it was nearly yeah. impossible. And the, with the borders, we, exactly. we couldn't even cross. We couldn't even cross in the beginning. Like we couldn't say, hey, let's just drive up to Montreal and film a music video. Never mind the pandemic. We couldn't. Yeah. Because right. what we do was not considered essential by the government. Um, sure. Let's not even get into that because that's a whole <laughs> other topic. But right, basically, yeah, musicians were told to to stay where they are, and I think bands that were located are located in the same city. It was easier for them to put out content during the pandemic because they just gathered together indoors and said, "Yeah, let's do something." But for us, it wasn't possible, so we already delayed, and I think. Right that was for the best because now things are starting to open up and look up. So we're planning, we don't know, of course, but we're planning, let's release this EP. Let's release another EP um, at the end of the year or next year, possibly. Okay. And then by that time, 
hopefully the world will have opened up and we can kind of look into tour opportunities and shows and stuff like that. So I think making the decision to release towards the end or what is seemingly the end of the pandemic probably benefited us. Sure. And it was probably smart that you didn't do what so many bands did during the pandemic, which was everybody shoot their part and we get a a video engineer to put it together because it would have made it not look like a band. It would have made it look like, you know, another one of these super groups that are just kind of killing time during the pandemic. So that was probably smart, you know? Yeah. Although, mind you, we did do that for Forgotten Days. That's true. But we just did that because it was like a a last minute thing. Yeah. Like we only had two music videos. We didn't, we weren't planning on putting out another song before the EP drop. And then last minute we're like, let's do Forgotten Days. Um, Yeah, we should. Let's do it. (laughs) But but it worked. A lot of people can't tell we're not all together in the same room. So that's good. Sure. (laughs) Perfect. Well, you guys have mentioned touring. What are the tour plans? Nothing yet. <laughs> nothing nothing yet. We, we aren't looking into that yet. We're just uh, all about building our brand and uh, raising awareness that, hey, we're, we're out here. This is what we do. And um, it's been great. And more, I'm pretty impressed and surprised like at, at the numbers that we've been able to generate uh, through the streams and our, our YouTube plays because we're com- entirely independent. We have no record label backing and the okay. team that we have, we yeah. have assembled it and we're working with great people. But aside from that, it's like we're running the show entirely as a band, so. Yeah, uh, for, for myself, I will say that that's what's the most important, just building this band a little bit and awareness that we exist. Sure. Um, I think the biggest competition in releasing is the fact that people don't know us yet. And they might see Sixth Sense. That doesn't mean they're going to click on it and watch it and listen to it. But the thing that sort of warms my heart is that uh, people that have done so, for the most part, they seem to get it. They seem to like what we're doing. And they they do see where this can go in the future. Sure. So I think it's just going to take some time for those 10 people to become 100 people and those 100 people to become thousands. Um, as with anything... I do, we don't expect to be like an overnight success or sure. go viral or anything. So we're willing to put in the work and whatever happens, happens. Sure. Do you have an ideal situation? Would it be going out by yourselves or would it be doing the European circuits playing at two in the afternoon for Vakken or, you know? No, uh, no. <laughs> I think the, the perfect thing for us would just yeah. be to be able to be an opening band for some bands that are like similar to our sound that we can okay. see like, their crowd enjoying us, you know? Yeah, a direct support slot on a tour would be the well, best thing. Or, or not a direct support, but like an opening slot. That's yeah. what I meant to say. Sorry. Let's let's not get ahead no, of no, ourselves. No. But like we, we want to pay yeah. our dues and earn it. We want to earn our Yeah, like like honestly, like let's say like there was a Limp Biscuit tour as the headliner sure. and then there were two bands after Limp Biscuit and we were that opening opening slot. We were like that Perfect. that young band that gets all the shit and plays for only 20 minutes every night. Perfect. Let's do it. <laughs> That's what we want. Yeah. Perfect. Well, and you know, interestingly though, right now is the time for that to happen. It seems like there's a big resurgence going on in that mid to late nineties new metal. Yeah. Obviously yeah. Limp Biscuit is still selling, yeah. you know, 40, 50,000 tickets whenever they play. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and like I saw Nuclear Blast sound signed Downset the other day, and I was like, "Wow, that's you know out of nowhere." So yeah. it does seem like the timing might be right for 
the resurgence where you guys could kind of piggyback as the next wave of that <laughs> sound. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm always saying that I don't think new metal ever left. If you really think about it, a lot of the headlining acts at like these festivals or on these big tours are the new metal bands. It's Slipknot, Corn, yeah. uh, Lincoln Park, uh, you know, RIP to Chester, but they were always at the top. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. New metal is it's a fun genre of music you know the mm -hmm. topics and the lyrics sometimes may be dark and heavy but that groove and that bounce that it has yeah. and the catchy choruses it just it makes people feel good it makes people want to sing along and it's easy to get into like i love my technical metal and all that but sometimes you don't want to hear that sometimes you want right. to hear something that's easy to follow and makes you feel good and the live shows are always fun so yeah no <laughs> we love we love our new metal i don't yeah. know <laughs> well nothing wrong you know new metal has always been that it's kind of like the nickelback of genres it's like <laughs> it, it, yeah. it really is no everybody says they hate it and then every show is sold out so it's yeah. like somebody doesn't hate it you know exactly. <laughs> heck we we went and we saw limp biscuit uh we were extremely lucky because they played their first show back last year okay uh, at this like free festival outside chicago which is sure. like a walking distance from where, from we, where live. we live. Okay. And we went there and there were a bunch of people that were like from our age group till like maybe 45, 50 right. that were like in their teenage years or mid twenties when Limp Bizkit came out. And they were like throwing beers around losing and partying. <laughs> and yeah, they were losing their minds. They were like, this, this makes me feel like a kid again, you know? Sure. <laughs> and I believe it. They put on a great show, you know, it doesn't have to be your, favorite band in the world but there's no way you're gonna go to limp biscuit show and not have fun oh yeah i, I agree <laughs> i totally agree with that well the last question just a quick one yeah who is this dude <laughs> uh, deli that's deli the bear <laughs> that's our mascot he's become our mascot yeah he had such a great reaction in our Kings Today video. People kept asking about him. They're like, is he going to come on tour with you guys when you guys finally play shows? Hopefully. God, that's a merch idea if ever there's been one. It's selling oh, those it. at the shirt here. Gigs. Uh, here, yeah, but yeah, we, got the, <laughs> we got the stickers. There you we, go. we, we do have a, a t-shirt. Hey, he's, he's, on, he's on here. You got Deli on your your arm. Oh, yeah, that doesn't count. But no, we have that exact design <laughs> yeah. on a t-shirt. And it's available yeah. to to order on our merch store. So very cool. Yeah. Well, since we're mentioning the the merch store, where should we send people to keep up with Six Sense and buy buy the merch and get the record and all that stuff? Yeah. So you can go to soundescapeagency.com. That's like our general merch store. Um, it has like stuff from the Agonist as well, and like personal okay. projects mm -hmm. and other bands. It's run by us. We ship everything out from home. Actually, fun fact. Uh, about an hour before this interview, we sent out all the pre-orders yeah, for right. Kings Today. Um, but yeah, yeah. Soundescapeagency.com slash merch, I guess, or if you want. Or slash Six Sense. Slash Six Sense, yeah. There, yeah. yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, the album or the EP is called Kings Today. It is out April 22nd. It is Six Sense. And uh, guys, thanks so much for joining me here on Chris Aker Presents. Thank, thank you. Thank thanks you, for having us. <laughs> Oh,
What's up, everybody? It is Chris Aiken, and I just wanted to let you know of a special deal I've got going on for this bad boy right here. There it is. Judas Priest Cause and Effect Turbo. My book on the album Turbo from the band Judas Priest. Um, I just uncovered a box with a few more copies of it that are autographed. So if you have been waiting and looking for an autographed copy of Cause and Effect Turbo by me, it is now available for a very limited time. Like I said, I only found a few copies, but if you want a copy, it is yours for the having. So just go over to chrisakenbooks.com and it's right there for purchase. Just click on the one that says autograph copy and it's all yours. All right. So get it today. One more time. Where is it? There it is. Cause and effect turbo. My book on Judas Priest. Peace.